Hey y'all, Sydney here. This is our formal trigger warning. In this episode of the Cage Bird Chronicles podcast, we will be discussing mental health, violence, depression, anxiety, suicide, and more. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, what's up, everybody? And once again, welcome to the Cage Bird Chronicles Season 4. Y'all already know the rules by now, but just in case you are new to the CBC, all who are willing to listen are welcome. We are back again for the last episode of Season 4, and I, for one, cannot wait to get started. That being said, it's your girl, Sage. And it's still me, D-Pet. You know who it be? It's me, B. And it's me, Lazy. Um, so you already know because uh, it, it's it's a very happy season personally for me. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is. It's like, Wait, is the person who wrote that song racist? Hold on, that, that's an old one. So I feel like that would be bad. It's pride. It's pride. Yeah, it's pride. It's pride. <laughs> Before Dana pulls up something that makes me mad. It's pride. It's pride month. Yes, it is. We're almost to the end, but you know how we do. We like to say the best for last that we can really, really get into it. And if you uh, don't know, or if you choose not to acknowledge it you're part of the problem and we're going to talk mad shit about you on today's episode Ooh, tomato tomato <laughs> shame shame <Ooh>. shame ding <laughs> <laughs> the plank and all that shit we don't fucks with you um and uh, if you're mad about it that's okay because i probably don't care and i don't think yeah, i'm mad <laughs> oh my god y'all always gotta be so violent about it <laughs> Pride Month dedicates the month of June to the Ajibitakois, as Dana says, uh, community usually being celebrated with large festivals, parades, and an overall acceptance of all those who identify as non-heterosexual. But where did Pride come from? Why is it necessary? And why does it seem like everybody just discovered it like five years ago? I mean, did they? Do you mean like it's just been mainstream as of five years? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it seems like everybody just fucking discovered Pride like five, six years ago because all of a sudden everyone's into it. Yeah, like all the corporations are like, oh, people care about each other. We should. um... Oh, that's easy. That's an easy one. Yeah, we can just think corporate pride is definitely new. Yeah, I'm also talking about socially, though, because I've been, you know, like, you know, I've been into it for a while. You know, I've been pre- I was like president of GSA and stuff in high school. So like this is something that I've been dealing with for a long time. But it's not something that like everybody in my friend group was a part of until I would say the last like five or maybe six years. Now it's something that everybody participates in. So that's the change that I'm talking to. Why does it feel like everybody's just figuring this out? Yeah. For- yeah. I do think it's maybe regional though too, you know? Yeah, true. Um, well, yeah, Chanel, I guess you've definitely been seeing that a lot longer being from a place like California, 
versus us who are in the dirty south. The Bible <laughs> Belt. So yeah, probably. At I'm the, sorry, at the, y'all. <laughs> at the same time, I, I really think what it is, it's that in the last five years, we've really seen a change in the younger generations having an impact on modern economies. And so we have started recently the whole cancel culture thing, I would say within the last five, six years. Um, and companies are realizing, oh, when we fuck up, it doesn't just get rolled under the mat and people roll their eyes. Now they hold our business accountable and a big group of people will not be buying our products. That's my, um, or like buying our products or using our services, whatever it is. But that's just my take. You know what? We, at some point, we should do an episode on cancel culture, unless y'all did it before I was here. Just because I, I'm going to say this one thing. I think that businesses know that cancel culture will, will help them somewhat. So I would love to explore that in an episode. I'm just going to say that. We did like an unplugged, I think, um, on it. And I don't think we got like super deep into it, but we kind of like washed over it a little bit, but I think we do because I see a lot of um, companies now using culture, culture, cancel culture as like a marketing tool. So we'll be like, we don't do all that stuff. You don't like, we do other shit that we're not going to tell you about, but we don't do that shit. Come buy our shit. Thanks. Right. Okay, so uh, the tumultuous history moving along of Pride Month and how BIPOC shaped the pride we know today. Let's uh, dive in. As we all know, same-sex relations has always been heavily shunned by the worst of our society, but in some areas of the United States, same-sex relations was against the law. LGBT plus people were constantly harassed and arrested by police for just existing as themselves. And police often raided gay bars and clubs, arresting patrons for no other reason than being there. Police were, slash are, violent, duh, towards the LGBTQ community until the community had enough. Until the 1970s, June 28th was typically celebrated as Pride Day, but celebrations and demonstrations were sparsely attended and poorly organized as being openly LGBTQIA was not socially acceptable slash it was dangerous as hell. It was straight up dangerous for reasons previously described. (laughs) You could not exist being gay without getting punched in the face by a police officer for no fucking reason whatsoever. And it's like still like that, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's not much better. And you can still like be murdered by your like family members and or classmates, especially for being gay and for being a part of the LGBT community. So mm-hmm. violence oh, is still right. We literally just had Pulse. Pulse, we just had the anniversary yes. of Pulse. That was yeah. a that was a hate crime against gay Latino men. So mm-hmm. oh, we will most certainly get to it. There's a whole section as <laughs> the whole section about it for so sure. Even I'm popularized so in like it was even popularized in like movies and stuff. What is that movie where the black guy is the cook and those white guys order food? And- I think it was a show. Wasn't that Buffy or something? No, was it-, it was um, it was uh, it was with Suki. Suki is the main character's name. It's- True Blood. True Blood. Yeah. Yes, oh, we it? said it at the same time. True Blood. That that like Buffy spinoff or not spinoff knockoff. <laughs> 
That's the one where he's like the burger comes with AIDS. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's the I one. love that scene. Yeah. Same. All right. I gotta say though, my favorite is probably I have two favorites. I have Holiday Heart. That's one of my favorites. It's a classic. And it's so sad. It always makes you cry. And then two is um is it two Wong Fu? With um Wesley speaking, Snipes. speaking of what's his name and John Leguizamo. Bruno from yeah John Leguizamo mm-hmm. in his drag best right <clears throat> so let's get into Stonewall I'm very happy mm-hmm. that we're talking about this I'm happy mm-hmm. we're gonna be discussing so uh Manhattan 1969 so um the Stonewall I'm gonna say riots because that's what I've always heard but it's also known as the Stonewall uprising. Um, refers to the incitement of a six-day-long gay rights demonstration after a violent, very violent, police raid of the Stonewall Inn, which was a popular gay bar in Manhattan. Uh, There were 13 people arrested and countless more beaten and harassed for existing. Um, So patrons of Stonewall um, and angry residents of the village uh, began throwing things at police officers, hitting, shoving, and essentially bullying the police until they barricaded themselves within the Stonewall Inn, which was then set ablaze, allegedly, by the mob. You love to see it. I would gang, love gang. to make sure that we <laughs> talk gang. about that. Like, how are you on a worse side of the history of history than the Italian mafia? Like, Come on, guys. The mob gets it, but y'all don't get it by now. Like they were, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like a totally organic cause. Like they were there partially because they were making hella money off the Stonewall Inn. And then the police kept, you know, you don't make money if the police keep busting the door in every time somebody comes down. So they were mad about that. But also like, why the fuck are y'all doing this? This is, this is not right. So the mob got involved. You know, I'm kind (laughs) of hoping that that's where. Direct action the person got alphabet mafia from because i really fucked with it would be dope if that was would like be alphabet cool. mafia. i don't think that's where it came from but that, i know but that i know but cool. it would have been dope <laughs> so let's get into our queer ancestors so storm de la Verri was a drag king who allegedly threw the first punch inciting the riot but then we got my favorite Marsha P. Johnson, and the P stands for pay and no mind, who was a Black trans woman and sex worker who threw the first brick. So that's, oh, that's my favorite fact. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and before the rights even started, she advocated for LGBTQ rights, and she co-founded the Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, also known as STAR, which was a political action and shelter group dedicated to advocating for LGBTQ youth with Sylvia Rivera. And who is Sylvia Rivera? Sylvia Rivera is a Latina trans woman and sex worker who at 17 years old is already a well-known LGBTQ plus and sex worker rights activist. She led LGBTQ plus rights demonstrations through the streets of Greenwich and co-founded STAR with Marsha P. Johnson. And then lastly, for our queer ancestors, we have Miss Major Griffin Gracie, a trans activist who advocated for the LGBTQ, but also from the members but also for members of the community in prisons who are often subjected to very violent or unfair treatment while within the system, um, incarcerated. You know, honestly, I never knew that, knew about any of these like BIPOC leaders of the LGBTQ movements until I did research for this episode. I knew about Marsha P. Johnson, um, but I did not know about 
anybody else. And that includes, I had never heard of Sylvia Rivera before in my life. Like for myself, this is the first, y'all are educating me as I'm going through. I've never heard of this. Yeah, never heard it before. Never until I actually. That's pretty like, I don't know. I can't feel, but like, that's so fucked up that like you guys, not like from you, but I think it's fucked up that like, there has not been an environment around you guys I'm guessing that has like cultivated these conversations Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. like I I don't think it's just because I'm queer because I know a lot of straight people unfortunately I'm just kidding I know a lot of straight people and I know a lot of straight parents and even them like in the area I'm at in the Bay Area of California like we are constantly having conversations with our children and a lot of our children because we're having these conversations feel comfortable advocating for themselves that they are trans or queer and it's just like it goes to show what happens when you like have that community support and how early um kids will like open up to their families and then you look at places in not just the south but you look in just like conservative communities and I think that's why you have like such and I'm sure we'll get into it but like such high rates of like suicide and Mm -hmm. stuff like that because you're not even you don't even know that there's a whole history behind you you have a whole culture behind you and like even for white men like white gay culture that's a culture you know um so yeah it's just I don't know like closing off my section I just think it's like super fucked up and sad that like not everybody gets the same LGBTQ education which is why it should be taught in schools that's actually what I was about to say like it's it's deliberate to, do, to say something, look, I learned about pride in school. Like I learned what pride is, like what pride month is, how it's important, all of that jazz. Did not learn about any of these activists. Did not learn that BIPOC women basically shaped the movement. Oh, absolutely. And cr- like sparked the gay rights movement in and of itself. Like, why would you not mention that? Why, yeah. <laughs> why is that not important? It's important that the movement exists, but you don't want to talk about how it started on the backs of brown people. Literally, because this was brown Greenwich Village. Women. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's absolutely insane to me that I didn't know any of it it's sad you're you're right it's sad and it is fucked up that it was just not included in in our education mm-hmm. honestly I when I was still in Go ahead, Sydney. when I was still in high school it wasn't even as knowledgeable because I originally actually went to GSA when I started in high school um I don't know if Dana you knew that but I was in GSA but the club was so small nobody was ever actually coming to meetings or anything along those lines that I just kind of fizzled out from there. But the, the, the day of silence that we would observe and so on and so forth, those were things that I would like participate in, but we didn't have all that educational background and um, not that many people were comfortable. So we're talking about, but I think it's interesting, uh, Chanel, that you're bringing up how we're talking about um, the lifestyle in terms of the locality that you're in, but also <clears throat> us being in the Bible Belt area, we are also subject to those same biases and stuff as people of color within our own communities, within the Hispanic community and within the Black community and not feeling comfortable enough to tell everyone how they're really feeling. Mm-hmm. Um and still being subjected to some of those stereotypes that now people would usually be crucified for, but people still had to like endure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even at those times back in the early 2010s. Yeah. 
That's absolutely true. I mean, yeah, you're right. Even as you, I, you know, I, I said I was in GSA too for a, a year. I was the fucking president of the GSA in my high school, and I did not know this stuff. There was no LGBT education as part of that group. That group really served as a, as sad as it is, really served as a support group um, in within my school for those who identified, you know, as a member of the community because it was so bad out there for those who identified as a member of the community. You know, we're, we're still in the South, so it's not a great place to be gay all the time. So what GSA served as, at least when I was in, it was more of like a, a place of where everybody could just go and be themselves, but there was no education. There was no real history. There was no learning about gay culture and things like that. There was none of that. It was, it was just- hangout. Yeah, it was a hangout where everything was rainbow, mm-hmm. which is cool. And you know, I wish. You know, I'm I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's not a rabbit hole. It's like a little rabbit ditch. I'm gonna go in there and <laughs> then I'm gonna pull myself back. But <laughs> this is because there's a lack of queer elders because of Reagan's inaction during the AIDS crisis. So everybody's dead. Like we don't have elders to pass down queer culture to us we're constantly having to reinvent what that is and we're constantly having to educate each other because there is no education in schools and there's no one around us who is alive anymore like having a queer elder like a true elder 50 and up even even younger than that I mean to be a queer elder like if you're in your 30s you're considered an elder because of how our lifespan is and our life expectancy being queer so it's just like I didn't even think about that that's absolutely crazy to think about that's true mm -hmm. and this last generations um there's a New York men's choir and it's like the New York gay men's choir and it's been around since Stonewall really um and every year that they when they started losing people to the AIDS crisis they would have the original members wear a red shirt and then all the new choir men that came in were white and right now there's only two original members left oh, because everyone died of AIDS that, or hate crimes. And this was 19, the, since Stonewall. So this was 19, the 1970s. These people yeah. should still be alive. It's not Absolutely. like these are old people. That's no. crazy. That's so fucking sad, bro. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking sad. And I mean, Pride evolved into like also advocating for like AIDS health and awareness and things like that throughout the years, especially after like the 80s when it really hit home when like mm-hmm. AIDS, the AIDS pandemic really hit. But like, that's so fucking sad, dude. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. All right. On that sad note, uh, <laughs> let's move <laughs> on into the next section. OK, so, yes, never knew about all these amazing BIPOC women who basically shaped the gay rights movement into what we know today. Um, so these activists and, you know, anybody else who was in the vicinity, basically residents of the village, anybody who was at the Stonewall in at that time faced violent resistance by police, very violent resistance by police and sparked what's considered to be the beginning of the gay rights movement in the United States. This movement was advocating for change to the laws that made it illegal to be LGBTQ plus what is the acronym? Chanel, please correct me on this acronym. Okay, like what is LGBTQIA for? No, 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 like the whole thing. What what are all of the letters? Because I feel like I keep getting it wrong. So it's so it's LGBTQIA plus, and it's okay. lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, intersex, and asexual. And then the plus is for more than that. I thought 
queer was a bad word. So queer is a word of reclamation, just like the N word is for black people. Oh, so okay. like, well, like I identify a part as, of the community. You shouldn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. that. Unless someone, I guess said like, Oh, I'm queer and like told you that, but like, mm-hmm. don't, I don't assign that to anybody, you know? Good to know. Um, I have a, I have a question. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, I've always wondered what does somebody, if somebody says that they are queer, what does that mean? I think it's deeply personal because like queer is also somewhat of like a political statement. Like you're saying, um, like at least for me, when I say like I'm queer, um, I like it because of the ambiguity of it. And like no one really knows what it means. Um, And it's something that it's like, I feel like it's the way that I vote is queer. It's my relationships with people are queer. It's like my life, everything in it is, is like queer. So um, I can't like say like what it means to all like gay people or even to most because it's so like personal. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if you, but you know, a lot of people identify as like just lesbian or I'm a gay man or, you know, I'm bisexual without even like adopting queer because of like maybe the slur history or whatever. Good to know. Actually, that's really good to know because I don't want to be rude to. (laughs) Yeah, I've always wanted to know what 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 that meant i guess mm-hmm. um because when i've looked it up it's like i've basically the definitions that you really get are online or people who don't like identify with the social norm and so i'm like well that doesn't give us a lot because there's i'm sure probably plenty of heterosexual people mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. identify with that anybody who's considered an alternative could be identified as that so that's why i wanted to ask Good questions. Good questions and good to know. So LGBTQIA plus is the full acronym. Yes. And the A is not for ally. It's for asexual. <laughs> I always okay. thought that there well, was, I was for ally. I've seen people do P LGBTQIA P plus. What's the P? For pansexual? Yeah, I, I thought it was either Pan or Polly. Hey, I'm just going to say Alphabet Mafia from here on out. because <laughs> this It's the acronyms too long. Okay, so this movement advocated for change in the laws that made it illegal to be a member of the Alphabet Mafia and also allowed hate crime to flourish amongst the community because the law was unjustly distributed. As we've said, it was illegal to exist as a member of the LGBTQIA community. It was also encouraged for I, I say was, but as Chanel, as you said, it's still very much like this in, 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 us, in some places and all over. Um, crimes that are committed against a member of the community aren't really taken as seriously or are honestly like encouraged. So it's, um, it's, it's ev- the pride movement evolved as a protest of those laws, evolved as a protest of police brutality against the community. Um, But it evolved from a protest into a demonstration of pride in being a member of the community and out of the closet. And as a demonstration that no matter how frowned upon or how illegal being a member of the community is, you know, we're here and we deserve the right to exist peacefully. That's where the phrase like we're here, we're queer, get used to it actually came from, because at the end of the day, you deserve the right to exist in whatever form that you feel is is comfortable for you as a person period, point blank, period. 
So every year, um, the tradition grew after 1969 and the Stonewall riots. The tradition grew that each year on the anniversary of the Stonewall uprising, uh, LGBT advocates would gather and demonstrate for gay rights on Christopher Street, which is the street that Stonewall was on. And soon demonstrations began popping up all over the world. So it stopped just being uh, our thing. It stopped just being a New York thing. It started it expanded across the country and it expanded to different countries. Um, and then as part of that expansion, the pride flag was adopted in 1978, which was designed by San Francisco artist, Gilbert Baker with each color, having a different meaning that I did not write down. So if anybody knows them, please feel free to throw them in here. I know. Oh, yes. Um, red is life. Orange is healing, yellow is the sun, green is nature, blue is art and magic. Um, the darker blue, these are the original colors. Um, okay. The darker blue is serenity, purple is the spirit, and pink is sex. Ooh, I didn't know any of that. I thought they were all, all the stripes were like representations of like different aspects of like sexuality or something. So like each color would never mind. I don't know what the, it doesn't matter what no, I thought. No, I was wrong. I think that totally makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but it was not. It is not that. <laughs> so it's cool. Okay, but okay. So yeah, the original pride flag was introduced in 1978. Each color had a different meaning. It was awesome. It was beautiful. That's the rainbow flag that everybody knows, the traditional pride flag. Um, since then, different pride flags have been created representing different sexual orientations. And the progress flag, which includes black, brown, pink, and teal stripes representing BIPOC and I think transgender. Yes. Thank you. Transgender representation uh, was adopted in 2018 as a more inclusive version of the original design, which I just thought was a cool fact about pride because I know I am way behind on all of the different flags because I saw like a little thing on Facebook the other day that had like a bunch of the different flags on it. Some of them I have never seen before in my life and I would have no idea what they were if I came by it. Like, I think I know a solid maybe five flags, but I am learning so much this pride. It is absolutely insane to me. Okay. I feel like I want to ship you guys boxes of like queer zines for you to like read and absorb Listen, like. educate me chanel i have no resources i mean i probably do here since i live in new jersey now but still educate me give me a hit there's nowhere that i can go to learn this i mean there definitely is but it's better if you do it okay so we've discussed where pride's come from where pride came from we've discussed what pride means um so while we're discussing where pride comes from i feel like we should also discuss where pride currently is, particularly related to police relations. Mm -mm -mm. Um, and this is where we're gonna talk about cops at pride. So police, pride has evolved from a violent, pride evolved from a violent standoff between the community and police. It has become a celebration of the collaboration between the LGBTQ community and their surrounding community but I don't think that gives us the right to forget the reason pride had to exist in the first place. Um, and it's for that reason that I don't, I personally, I will speak for myself and please feel free to insert your opinions as necessary. I don't believe police, especially armed police should be able to attend pride, even for the purpose of protection, because we've seen where that protection has a tendency to go 
especially as related to the community. I completely agree. Completely. I feel like it'd be like having police at like a Black Lives Matter protest. Like that'd be so Which they do. weird. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But it's like so weird, you know, it's like it invite, is. like to, per- to send, extend an invitation. And like, I can say that in San Francisco, like when they banned police from pride, they were still welcomed, like, especially for like the LGBT police officers to attend, but you got to be plain clothes and you got to not have a weapon. Like, and why do you even want a weapon in plain clothes when you look like everybody else except you have a gun? Like, that's that's inviting weird conversation. Um, but they're not happy with that, so they're all boycotting. Fine, we didn't want you there in the first place, so like, it's exactly. Cool. Don't go. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you understand. That sounds like a win-win to me, but whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're like, you know what? You don't want us there. Fine, we're not going. Okay. Oh, thanks. So we're in agreement. <laughs> Why people are insane to me? Okay, but but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, there's no reason. Why would you even want to bring to bring a weapon onto the premises is to escalate the situation. Point blank. Absolutely. So if something were to pop off, as it probably won't, but if something were to pop off, if you were to produce a weapon in that situation, things would escalate. There is a potential for it to become violent. Why would you want that potential? at something that is supposed to be a celebration of the end of violent relations between the community and the police. Don't really see, I don't, I don't really see a, a, a point to that. Um, and as you say, you know, San Francisco, was it San Francisco, San Diego? San Francisco. San Francisco pride and actually New York pride had the same issue. Um, they, the armed police were guarding you know, protesters um, and, and the parades and things like that. But like, I, I can't imagine on the anniversary of a violent police raid, thinking having armed police on the premises is a good idea. That makes no sense to me. Mm-mm. I had to get, I had to argue with somebody about that because they were just like, oh, well, the police are only there to protect the protest in the case that something violent happens. Well, I'm like, hmm. So like, how many times has something violent happened at Pride? Right. And the Supreme Court ruled that police don't actually have to risk their life to save yours. So that also that also that there's also that. So at this point, we all know the police don't really function as police for everybody. So to allow them to allow them to show up and to basically swing their dicks around at pride is really kind of an insult to what pride stands for in the first place or stood for and still stands for in the first place. If it's supposed to be a celebration to the end of violence, why bring violence on the premises or potential violence on the premises? I just thought that was important to discuss because it's an issue that I've seen popping up about pride a lot. To bring police officers to a situation like that is to bring said violence. Yep. I have to say, I have to say, I loved when I was at Pride when I was like, I think I was like 24. And I just saw this dude that was completely naked. um, And he like walked past it. It was in the adult area. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in the parade or anything. But this dude was like completely naked. And he just like walked past a cop like dick out didn't give a fuck and it was so fucking funny I was just like like trying his hardest not to look and it was (laughs) I'm just like you brought yourself here buddy like you guys wanted to be here remember 
that's the thing with like officers and stuff. They they come there and they come there not to like enjoy the festivities. If you come as an officer, if you come in plain clothes and just come to celebrate, that's one thing. But if you come as an officer, as an armed officer, you kind of come there to be a killjoy, honestly, in, in the first place. And then you come there as an armed killjoy who has the potential to incite violence. Right. Why? Why do we need that at these festivities? If it's supposed to be a celebration? The reality is we don't need it, but they do it because with them come the ones that are willing to enact violence against those people. It is already something that they don't want to exist. They don't want to give you same-sex marriage. They don't want to give LGBTQIA plus people rights. They don't want to give Black people rights. They don't want to give Latin people rights. It's the same reason as to how you can have violent ass police officers show up to peaceful protests, but then will go and cheerfully support riots like in fucking Charlottesville. Insurrection. So like as an example, a couple of years ago, I want to say his name is Scott Tyler. I, I forgot because I don't give a fuck. Um, but he did like a town hall at a local high school and so many people don't like this motherfucker that the town hall filled up with protesters. So I'm black. So I was late. That meant I was outside. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) Yo, I missed that actually (laughs) at first. I'm I'm black. So I was late. Uh, <laughs> it took like a second to register <laughs> but you're right carry on continue hard. yes um, so i showed up and you know i'm not there and you know photographer went up so i have my camera with me you know documenting and shit and while i'm out there niggas and my niggas i mean white people too y'all was there we protesting because this dude is like a trump fanboy, like was taking selfies and shit talking about wow this is my hero greatest guy ever thumbs up make america great again yeah all that (laughs) um um, nobody likes this bitch right except for like the old people here um because it's the south um and so the police were there of course they are because in Virginia Beach, they like to show up specifically to arrest protesters. Um, But there was a line, so the police were in between because the good old boys of Virginia like to get rowdy and loud and heeing and hawing and shit. And the young folks of Virginia uh, like to not give a fuck. So that happened. And this grown ass man punched who was clearly a teenager right in the fucking face right in the face not once not once but twice what do you think happened in this situation did the police a separate everyone calm them down and have a conversation about what happened Two, arrest that man for assault for punching a child two times or three pull the girl away from the crowd yell at her chastise her for being in his face and refused to do anything about the man while he yelled that she deserved to get punched. I sure did. I sure did. I punched her in the face because she wouldn't get out of mind. While the police were between them, so there was enough space for someone else to be there, but apparently 
not for him to not punch a child. The police are useless. I'll take three for for 500, Alex. Useless. Completely fucking useless. I'm not, I'm not, I I wish I could say that I'm surprised, but I'm not actually surprised whatsoever because, of course, of course. And honestly, like, we're talking about the same, like, fraternal order of people that arrested their very own, was it congressmen, statesmen? You know who I'm talking about? The police officers that arrested like one of their people in office. He was a black man. They arrested him and didn't know that he was actually like a councilman or like. Oh, I don't know who you're talking about specifically, but I've heard stories and very similar stories over and over and over again. So I believe that it happened 100 percent. He was just out there protesting for for um, BLM and he got arrested and they were just like oh you're somebody who I'm supposed to not arrest mm-hmm. Damn, it's like oh shit there. you're important Negro right you're allowed <laughs> Negroes to can't be important but um yes so I would I would love to say that I'm surprised but I'm not because the reality is that a lot of these um, police stations, these government officials, the corporations love to act like they are actually in support of these uh, these events, but they're really not. So, which brings us to our next topic. Wait, 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 wait. Because <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. The almost the so same close. point. <laughs> it was almost the same point, but an important one nonetheless. All right. Um, lest anyone be confused and think that the police are there with good intentions, but just being really bad at their jobs at uh, uh, boo boo they're doing it on purpose and i will give you an example pay attention for those of you who go out and protest and watch where you're protesting and look and see who is actually there who can actually see you who can actually hear you because i guarantee the people that you're trying to get attention from not gonna be there and it's gonna be on fucking purpose because they are going to set up a safe perimeter for you to protest in so that you are quote unquote not bothered aka you're just making noise by yourself which is why i'm not saying that if the police show up that you should make unplanned detours into spaces where you will cause trouble and maybe possibly a traffic jam and problems but you should probably not tell the police where you plan on going when you do a protest because they will purposely reroute people like kyle rittenhouse exactly yeah yeah that's exactly what they did yep it would be very helpful if you took your big gun over there and shot and killed three people no they didn't tell him to do that they basically know they just they didn't tell him to do that they just inferred there's no real other reason you would direct a 17-year-old boy with a gun into a crowd of people, but they did not say directly, go kill some people. No, yeah. no, you see, he was there to protect the community, which he cared deeply about as an American, because these people work so hard for everything that they have, you see. And it is worth so much to them that they would never financially recover, you see. 
Shelby, Shelby, I do that same exact voice sometimes when I'm talking to Emilio. He thinks it's hilarious. You be like, bitch, like, what? I don't give a fuck what he was there for. He was, he thought he was being a good person. Well, his idea of a good person fucking <laughs> sucks. Too bad. There was no, it doesn't matter. It does not matter why it was there in the first place, but we should not crack open the Kyle Rittenhouse box because we could talk about that alone for another hour. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no segue. Is Pride the change that we thought we needed? Well, so since Pride has increased in popularity and the LGBT qua um, plus rights issues have taken center stage in most recent years, the theme of Pride has been manipulated into a tool to make government officials, corporations, and even your friendly local ally, um, I say in, in loose quotes, heavy quotation, seem like... <laughs> seem like Uh, advocates without actually making any lasting change this ends up causing more performative activism ding 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 that's what we've used we've used that several times on like sesame street if you don't know what it is go listen to the episode i'm not gonna make it easy for you (laughs) um so every june your local senator wears a rainbow pin cheerios paints the bumblebees butt rainbow on the cereal box for a couple of weeks but on the grand scale of things the lgbtqia uh plus community rights remain largely unchanged something that i thought was very interesting is the minute june began and i logged into my linkedin to update it every almost every single company had some type of rainbow in the background of their logo and i thought i thought it was one absolutely hilarious um not saying that they shouldn't actually represent but i i am curious to know how many of these companies are actually like doing things and maybe hiring lobbyists to help advocate for lgbtq plus um not a goddamn one for 500 alex (laughs) thank you rainbow capitalism and they just want to be able to say hey we did this we support it but cool what policies it. do you have that are actually supporting these things like well and they what, never did this until like you know a few years ago and that's, that's yep. been around and people started pride, calling like we them said, out we established pride has been around since 1969 why all of a sudden is everything rainbow why did that happen in like the last five or ten years right it's because they can cash in on it they know they can right yeah you know, what honestly drives me nuts and i'm gonna call them out is that government, the the ones that I'm seeing specifically because of the job that I do is that a lot of government contractors are putting that rainbow in the background. And I'm like, oh. Or why? Why, exactly. What's the reason? What is is the reason? Because when we swing the hammer back, we all go, hey. Like, what's the point? I don't understand. (laughs) What are you doing? What is the point? I don't get it getting to act like they're cool with everything that's the point the point is getting to act like they're cool with it so you'll buy it from them they're cool so they look like they're supportive and inclusive now you know that's something actually i think we should make a topic about and if somebody has access to the outline right now that would be great about how inclusivity is a cash game now it's not even that because the total opposite is also true just like that dude who did the dumbass commercial about shaving when he doesn't shave because he's a manly man with a beard and he only makes razors for men and women who are hairy because there's only two and a half genders of some dumbass shit like that. 
Um, the opposite is also weaponized because there is a local politician whose fucking name I refuse to remember, um, but she a dumb hoe, whomever she is, because she runs on <clears throat> not letting trans boys into girl sports, 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 <laughs> went New York for a second, um, bitch, that's not a real thing, trans boys are not in girl sports, trans girls are in girl sports, because mm-hmm. they're girls, well, and girls I mean, that's, that, that's why I think I'm bringing up what I'm saying is how inclusivity is a cash grab now. Yes. Like companies are doing their best to show, hey, I'm so inclusive. I'm so inclusive in order to be able to bring more money money into their businesses. While um, actively discriminating against their LGBTQIA employees as well. Right, and their minority people, employees, exactly. People who are, think that they're being moral by being anti, anti are also getting pulled in because they're marketed to super easily because they're fucking stupid. I'm not going to sugarcoat that shit. You're stupid. And that's why this works for you. Um, because people can make dumbass commercials that make no fucking sense. Um, and they'll be funny and witty to somebody who's stupid. Um, because that's how intelligence and humor works. You're going to find that shit funny. You're going to go out and waste your money on some dumb shit all because it made you feel good. And they do that in politics. That's why y'all vote the way you do, because they say some make, made up shit. Like people are trying to get CRT into middle schools and, and high schools and shit when it's an entire college course and nobody else is talking about this shit except for conservatives. Y'all take shit and make it and make it issues when it's a non-issue. Leave people alone. Now it's an entire political movement. Now it's an entire corporate marketing plan. Right. Instead of just letting people be right and now if you need examples on why we say that these are just marketing ploys just to to, just to illustrate their performative activism really look at things other than gaining the federal right to marriage and anti-discrimination laws that allegedly prevent discrimination based on sexual orientation what has really changed for the lgbt qua community Sexual orientation is the third largest category of hate crimes in the United States, representing about 16.7% of the yearly total behind the categories of race and religion. Recent data from the FBI suggests that anti-LGBT hate crimes are actually on the rise, increasing from 2.2% in 2018 to 2.7% in 2020. And I'm just going to say about the whole hate crime thing, I think that number is actually much higher because nope. trans women do not fall under a protected hate crime category. And trans women are the most likely victims of a hate crime. So Black, black women and, uh, and minorities and trans people are also way less likely to report those types of crimes. Right? Yeah, the, web, the FBI database that I got this information from made sure to emphasize that, to, to made sure to say that not the trans women thing. I did not know that. That is insane. Um, but yeah, they made sure to say that like, and actually members of the LGBTQ community in general are more, are less likely, excuse me, to report violence and things like that because of the reactions that they get from the police. So it is probably significantly higher than that. Um, this is just reported incidents and it's already up, you know, half a percent 
in two years. And I'm, I guarantee you it's higher than that now. This is just the most recent data that I was able to find. Well, I mean, like I even, even me in California, in the Bay Area, in a very, you know, progressive leftist even area. And we just had a hate crime committed against a drag queen at the drag queen story hour. Um, oh yeah. I remember hearing about yeah, that. Yeah. With a bunch of guys that showed up wearing shirts with guns all over them and cursing and saying the T slur and the F slur and just like completely freaking the children out and the drag queen and they had to go hide um people should be way more violent with these people i I was just thinking that shelby we are cut from the same cloth i was like why are we hitting people why is that not enough children present also beat them up those people people should be beat up those i mean i understand (laughs) i'm not saying that i don't agree be like kids don't be like this because this happens today today we're gonna learn how to beat the dog shit out of a proud boy that's exactly what they want because at the same time this is how they go back and they go like you go and you whip somebody's ass and then they go back and they say you see you see this is and why they don't need that this right they that are violent people. people they are they <laughs> me make a wish because i'm gonna make it happen for you if you show up to my shit like i'm i'm absolutely gonna rock your shit and i'm just saying that that's probably fucking that's around. probably why because at the same time like these people are are hoping for you to get violent that's at true. the end of the day they're hoping for you to get violent so they can use it as fuel against you a great example of that was modern crazy. warrior on tiktok they freaking hated his ass um all of the white supremacists hated his ass and the minute he had something quasi troublesome with a white woman they took it and accused him of being aggressive being a pedophile it's a good thing i don't give a fuck because i whoop that ass again you still got shit to say i don't like that i'm just saying that these things are fuel for their argument you know light it on fire i will say that like for any queer person that's listening to this Definitely Google Queers Bash Back because that is a movement that's literally about beating the fuck out of homophobic people. Also, you if you are not cut from that cloth, I if you ain't that Jay-Z about it, like some of us, if you Which is uh, okay. It's okay. Some you know, people are just not okay. confrontational. That being said, I totally am. However, if you've been questioning whether or not you are right to think that you should beat the shit out of somebody for mm, dehumanizing somebody mm, for uh, being a fucking criminal, uh, then the answer. No, no, no. The CBC does not condone violence. Shelby, can we individually I didn't say to do it. Shelby says. Nope, I didn't say to do it. I said, if you were wondering whether or not you were crazy to think it, the answer is no, you were not crazy. If you were thinking about acting upon that and wondering whether or not you were crazy to want to do it, the answer is no. It's perfectly valid. Those are perfectly valid feelings. And whether or not you act on those are a personal choice. You don't even got to do it. You could say, yeah, maybe. You know, I really want to beat the dog shit out of you right now. And I'm really tempted. You ain't even got to do it. Sometimes that's enough. Yeah, honestly, I, these people are cowards. Like, I have encountered these people before. And the moment that you show them that you are not going to back down when they try to get buck with you, they'll usually back off because they're, they're called having the right one. 
the right. And they are scared. They are scared. That is why they're doing what they're doing. So if you do, if they decide to get booked, like, don't get me wrong, I'm in no way saying that they did anything wrong in how they reacted to this incident. Like Sydney said, there were children present. Right. I understand why they chose a non-confrontational path of action. Of course. I am merely suggesting an alternative path of action in which books are thrown at cishet white men because they think that just because they exist and have voices that we have to listen to them, which is something I politely and but firmly disagree with. I don't I wouldn't even be mad if you were mad at me for beating the dog shit out of out of hate crimers, out of racists, out of whoever the fuck they were. Make I wouldn't be mad at you for being upset with me, but I would still do it. And I'd be like, listen, kids, your parents are good people. I am less good. I, however, am not a good person. <laughs> I, however, I am going to hell and I'm going to do some good on my way. I will say you're not a big fan of the violence i always personally find that psychological warfare is just as rewarding i personally find it that way like the video for example of the white woman that was being racist to the black man and he followed her into a store and terrified her in the corner i personally really enjoy that video i believe in making them fear you I'm totally is that fine. the one where the black dude is like, say nigga again? Yeah. Say nigga again. Like, oh, no, yeah. no. You know what I you love. should do? And he's like, say you love black people. I love black people. Oh, so weak. <laughs> but you know what you should do? It's just, this is my favorite thing to do. Speaking of psychological warfare, when you feel like somebody's being racist, just just start acting out of your mind. I'm already out of my mind, so this is not a far stretch. Um but don't do anything Talk to yourself i just that get always really works. calm and be like oh you just say those types of things to people without knowing whether or not they're saying that's an interesting choice that you've made <laughs> and you could also I clown mean, the fuck out of them very effective that's what that's my technique yeah if they're like yeah some people don't care you turn around you uh, the, a lot of these people do because these people are egomaniacs the types that go out to and to do type of shit they're fucking mania they're egomaniacs that think they are the world and the world is them and everything should run the way that they should think it's gonna run they think they are god's gift to this planet so when you come in and you cut the fucking legs out from under them in five seconds of them being out from in front of you and you say something so hurtful that they will leave with that statement in their chest it's very rewarding you're right because this woman when i was in the middle of losing a shit ton of weight and i knew i looked good she called me a a fat bitch and i said that's crazy because you're old and ugly and i can get skinny but you're still getting older and uglier so (laughs) maybe it's like the toxic gamer culture that I absorbed way too early. bad. Don't be like me. It's not good. Oh, I'm worse. I'm a hundred percent worse. Cause like I got, so like people will say some shit to me and I'll be like, uh-huh. I'm going to fuck your husband and give him a child that he actually loves. You, um, you can also <laughs> do it Trevor Noah's way when he experiences racism. He's like, have you guys seen that? Story? Oh my nigga. Oh my nigga. <laughs> And they look yeah. confused. There are ways. Like, there are ways of dealing with it. But like yeah. the point of that was to say that these issues are still happening today. These kinds of hate crimes are still happening and are on the rise to this fucking day. Like this has not changed. You can family members are still able to kill family members if they if they identify as a member of the community. 
trans women are still targeted constantly as subjects of hate crimes like it's this shit hasn't changed it has not changed right so like wait Shelby go ahead I was about to move on it's fine I'm not gonna forget this um so as an example of Dana what you were saying so the date the don't say gay laws that uh were started originally in Florida um this year of last year i don't remember exactly what this time. Year. um are enacted may are enacted making enabling your child to explore their own sexual orientation child abuse until recently there were still written laws making the adoption of children by wait, wait hold on i want to i want to i want to elaborate on that so the don't say gay law in florida shelby is making it so if a child identifies as transgender allowing that child to explore that identity is considered child abuse so if a child comes to you and is like, as a teacher, if a child comes to you and is like, I am trans and like my parents are allowing me to blah, 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 that's child abuse. They have to report that to the like CPS in their state, whatever that is. When we yeah, took states, which, when we brought the states back in after the Civil War, we t- definitely could have left off Florida, Alabama, and Mississippi, and that would have been yep. 100% okay. I'd even throw in Texas as a consolation present. Honestly. I would go back to, to Mexico. Say, I would go without Texas. Texas should have gone back to Mexico for sure. Can we keep Dallas? I heard it's beautiful. No, no, no right but it's full of racists. Take them. It's full of what? Racists. Oh, I heard Texas was or D- Dallas no. specifically wasn't that bad. You know, it's Texas. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna say as the parent of a trans child, like. That means my child's gender affirming haircut would be child abuse. Mm-hmm. That would mean the more masculine clothes that my kid wears. That's child abuse. And my kid is very happy uh, with their self-expression. And there's, it's not abuse. Like it's, it's just not. Um, so I don't, I can't even imagine how scary it is to be the parent of a trans child or a non-binary child in southern states i can't how imagine scary that. it is to be the child knowing if you're conscious enough and old enough to know yeah, that on if purpose. you make a slip up your parents could go to jail it's right on, they want you to be scared right. um and on that note that's because despite what people think they do not actually believe in people's freedom they just believe in them being able to tell everybody else what they should do how they should feel what should what they should think and how they should be happy living life according to their rules, which is some bullshit. And um, again, a sign of a mental illness, I want to say, but I'm no doctor, so don't take my word for it. Um, But I know that people have been posting about whether or not, like, you know, if you don't have a safe place to go to or, like, somebody to come out to, and a lot of people will say, you can tell me, um, and there has been pushback on that. And that's because a lot of y'all are not willing, once again, just like with Black people, to do what it takes to protect those people. Um, so, for example, fucking around with somebody like me, you would be in my house and I would be answering the door with a knife every single time for you because you matter. But too many of y'all are too scared to do that or too selfish. Too many of y'all are not willing to fuck other people up on behalf of someone else who cannot defend themselves. So do not offer that if that's not what you're willing to do without hesitation. Get yourself a fuck up or friend 
if you don't want to do it yourself. It's me. It's me. I'm that friend. I am that friend for all of you, by the way. Just yourself your friend that chooses violence. Every day. There are ways that I'm not, uh, you know, upset about going to prison. There are ways that, you know, it's cool. Yeah, I fucked up somebody who uh, was not nice to somebody for a dumbass reason. That's a good reason. That's a good reason. I'll take that. I got anger issues and I'm well connected enough to get off. So like literally also that. just bring me the problem. Point me in the direction of the issue. I will resolve it. I promise you that. You know, this is going to be used as evidence. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take the deal. What's up? I do it again. Try to keep trying. Got some racist in the jail. So before, before my sister's incriminate themselves any further (laughs) in 2016 the supreme court struck down mississippi's ban on same-sex adoption literally adoption by couples of the same sex is prohibited and that was the letter of the law that is what the law said there were no pretty words around it or anything like that the law was like no two people of the same sex cannot adopt a child period in 2016 five years ago five years ago Wow. It's 2022. It's Seven like years ago. Six, six years. I just think that people need to pay attention because there are people it's that... Seven, bitch, fuck up. I'm so weak. It's 2022. There, there are people that's, that's that sick. will use the, the fact that they're being moral as an excuse to do whatever the fuck. Right. As long as they can convince you or give you some sort of doubt as to whether or not they're being truthful, they're going to keep doing whatever the fuck. And this is an example. And that's how we get Supreme Courts where they decide that maybe it should be okay for people to intertwine religion and state. You know, so maybe that is okay. Maybe you should not be able to tell people that that's no bueno. It's annoying to me that a state like Mississippi can ban ban same-sex adoption, but doesn't have a problem with incest. Or child marriage. Speaking of which, your next line is about Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) And in 2017, the Supreme Court reversed the Arkansas Supreme Court ruling requiring opposite-sex parents on birth certificates, making it legal for same-sex parents to include both of their names on the birth certificate of adopted children. Even with these decisions, same-sex couples experience discrimination when attempting to adopt children. This discrimination is justified, in quotes, under religious freedom exemptions that, even in these states, allows discrimination as long as the discrimination is based on religious belief. Why? I'm so So, tired of Christian extremism. Oh, my God. The religious exemption to me is absolutely insane. It's, It's insane. It is. I don't understand how you can deliberately write these laws out and then say but you can do it as long as you're doing it for jesus then what was the point of even pretending to write these laws out of existence anyway because a lot of these services especially in the south that are performing like adoptions and shit like this 
are religiously affiliated. So if somebody well, you just know, like, I'm not gonna do I it. I don't give a fuck about these kids anyway, because y'all let people who have no business having kids take them all the fucking time. You don't check up on these kids. You don't point out when there's issues, when their kids are in danger. That's, That's how it. these kids keep getting lost. I care more about people, hunting. Unquote, you're full of shit. You don't care. And you just want people to do what you why, want. Why did you waste my time? about learning about separation of church and state if we weren't gonna do that because they don't want they just like that was a whole week's work that was a whole week's well, work you know, when there weren't a bunch of religions to fight with that was the thing you know what's really like frustrating too is this this is definitely they're they're gonna be on the wrong side of history but like religion was used to justify a lot of like racial segregation too yep. so it's not I mean, so when we say that's not okay anymore, so why is it not okay to discriminate on the basis of race, but you can discriminate on the basis of sexuality? You know what's funny about that is that I was thinking something similar earlier today, and I think it's cultural. You know, that's all. I think it's cultural. That's it. Like to, for white people, maybe. No, I'm not saying no, this. I right. genuinely don't know what you mean right now, so I'm trying to figure. Okay, out. so okay. Chanel, as a reminder, run that back real quick. <laughs> About the discrimination under religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying that why is it not okay to discriminate against race and say that's religious freedom, but you can discriminate against sexuality? Okay, so with that train of thought in mind, um. This is where the problem or people's willingness to ignore things comes in. Um, Because if we listen to motherfuckers like this from the inception of humanity, we would not fucking be here. We would not be here. Because it is people who do not want to change because they want to stay comfortable and they think that everyone around them should bend instead of going with the flow of time and society, which is forward at all times. That's the momentum, forward, that's it. No back, no stoppy, forward. And they do not want it. And they want everybody around them to just be like, you know what, you're right, we're good here. It's a vibe, it's a vibe, we'll keep it. You're right. And anybody who's outside of that is is crazy, is extreme. Is I think it's just lazy, it's partially laziness. In, along the same lines, Shelby. I feel like it takes a lot it, of energy to do that. I feel like it takes a lot of energy to expand your mind, though, as well. <laughs> so people choose to stagnate where they are, wherever their development has seized, as it most definitely has for these kinds of people. And we concede. Yeah, they, you can see you, you stagnate. They, they stagnate and they don't change their opinions, regardless of any evidence that has been demonstrated to show that this is valid this is real this makes people happy all of that jazz because literally why does it matter to you so much what somebody else is doing with their life um because they don't want to see it because if they see it the reality is if they see it in their stature there are people that are very easy my theory is these are people that are very easily influenced by the images and things that they see no okay listen if you see two men kissing and that makes you gay you were gay already that's that's my point that's the thing that's the point that i'm saying so i think what these people are experiencing are like 
these are hidden feelings or things that they weren't allowed to explore or something along those lines that they are fearful that if they see these things <laughs> that it's going to influence them it's you know like me and oh Orion. my gosh I saw this and now I want to stick a dick it's in my mouth really and- unfortunate <laughs> that he's that impressionable however that is called having an addictive personality and yes. being easily impressionable and that's me but not, that's me with like oreos like i can't do that about like sexuality i eat one cookie you can't you can't like why is oreo serving size two cookies that makes no fucking sense to me who only <laughs> eats two oreos anyway yeah, sorry six- different conversation i mean these are the same people that are very easily subjected to like cult life and you know what sydney this is a very good um it's a very good point uh sliding that cult thing aside for a second um that people um make choices and I am not willing to give them excuses like they're easily easily impressionable because people that join cults tend to be people that are in the midst of very traumatizing events in their lives like the loss of a loved one divorce financial distress discrimination if they're poor and black those are the types of people that tend to get caught up in cults unless it's like one of those super narcissistic cults where it's like if you're rich tom cruise join us and we're going to tell you how special you are because you're rich and famous and super influential and that's what this religion is about that's you scientology like that's how cults go um and now we're all on a watch list (laughs) they already looking at my ass um but the difference between that is that that's emotional and very intelligent people can fall for that type of thing right they, they, um, i was watching that what's that goddamn show it just started on netflix is it the um, one um where i was talking about racism and like it's like a series but every episode is different it's it's um i shouldn't say a show it's a docuseries about yeah. the people who were escaping um god i forgot his name it was oh, the that, guy that's in prison now the mormon yeah the mormon dude um flds yeah warren jeffs warren jeffs yeah the um the people that were supporting warren jeffs monster and are su- supporting warren jeffs the complete monster that he is yep. the people that were so impressionable they had like engineers yep like up and join like so, FLDS like cults are very much more about uh coercing people and manipulating right. them and less about the fact that um maybe you just don't give a fuck maybe they had, he had those people like I feel really bad for some of those people, but then at the same time, I don't because they are all very vile for what they allowed themselves to be tricked into doing. Yeah, but they made choices. He had them sending him $1,000 per adult, per household, weekly. So he's still alive and in prison and technically in in charge of that. Yeah, he is. They they go in and they hear him, but before then, like when he was out and exploring because he didn't want to get caught by the law, he had a warrant out for his arrest. Mm-hmm. They literally like had the everybody in the organization sending him a thousand dollars per adult per household. 
people were going bankrupt, making sure that he had the money for their tithes. And he was taking that shit and going to strip clubs, going to Disney, like exploring the world and or exploring the United States until he finally got caught in the back of somebody's fucking car. Okay, so I'm about to bring it around. So that's th- those are cults, right? Intelligent people might just be in the midst of some bullshit, might be mentally ill, um, right. where they're easily coerced or uh, very easily impressed upon. Those are the types of people, whether they're super intelligent or not, that fall into cults. People that need, um, they need a reason to keep going, a reason to live. They need purpose in life and they can't find it. In mainstream society those people fall for for cults however oops my bad y'all i hit my my microphone uh these motherfuckers that we talking about in broad society that's not them that is not them they are not being manipulated that well they are but they're choosing they're choosing yeah. to fall for but it's all a choice at the end of the day the, they all choose the concession that i was talking about earlier is that we use politeness and being nice and being understanding to give these people excuses that we just need to give them time to understand we just need to give them time to grow to get it up bitch i'm gonna beat you up and i'm gonna keep going because y'all keep killing people and i'll fucks with that like i don't understand why it's okay for you to be stupid at the expense of my entire life my existence my ability to be here my ability to be safe my ability to eat my ability to do what the fuck i want in peace i gotta be nice to you while you do all of that by simply refusing to act right but i gotta be understanding of you you can go to hell nobody should be nice to these people you are not doing yourself any favors by being nice to these people fuck them up emotionally physically if it comes to that if they put your their hands on you whoop that ass <laughs> if they if are they bigoted, put your hands on hurt, you they feelings they do not deserve for you to tiptoe around them they do not deserve for you to be nice and to try to find nice ways to say shit no you suck you're a bigot if you believe in heaven and hell you're going to hell and I'm going to talk bad about you to everybody I meet. Period. <laughs> Fuck you. Bye. Shelby had a lot to get off her chest. Bitch, I don't like it. Stop being nice to these people. They don't <laughs> give a fuck about you. Hurting them feelings, baby. Either they going to get it or they're going to go cry. And you went either way. Because either they get it or they're going to be crying. <laughs> Where do I lose? I went. I, however, getting back to the, the topic at hand and actually on the outline, uh, what do we do now? The police should not be at Pride, period, because it's an anti-police event, and it's very much a fuck you event, so it's kind of weird that you'd even want to be there. Um, they shouldn't be allowed to bring weapons, even if they are there, even if you have to protect and serve, which is not why you're there. Uh, you can do so without the weapons. It can be done. People do it all around the world all the time. England has special forces that carry guns. Mm. Everybody else get a stick. and it works it works there are so fewer murders you know what's killer for me they have them they know this because they have the weapons the alternative weapons the non-lethal weapons our police force have those they just are taught to reach for 
whatever you got to do to stop the whatever from happening. So they reach for deadly force entirely too quickly. That's what pisses me off. You don't need a gun. You don't. You're getting it wrong. Criminals. criminals have guns in other places where police are not armed. Where the, exactly. The mass society is, uh, the, the mass society, the broad, broader part of society is not armed, that don't have guns and uh, weapons that can cause widespread damage to other people and fewer people die period period mm-hmm. the argument about taking the guns and the bad guys are still gonna have the guns well if you did your job right it would be less of a fucking problem it would be less of a problem because you would do your job efficiently just say you suck at your job and get the fuck on let somebody else do it that's it that's all ain't no arguing ain't no if ands and buts you don't want to do it because this is America and y'all some yeehaw motherfuckers that don't like to change and yeehaw that's a personal problem. <laughs> you said the the hottest. Yeah. <laughs> to hell. The y'all cater. Y'all cater. Oh, going to hell. Uh yeah, y'all don't like to change because you are stupid, okay? And you are stupid and like most stupid people, you think that you are right and the entirety of the world, the entirety of the world is wrong although they are thriving and we just swimming in shit and calling it the ocean. I don't don't get it. Um, So usually, uh, as usual, recognize the smoke in the mirrors, be aware, people be playing in your face, understand that, um, and don't, your brain should not automatically go to, yay, they're doing something for us. Be suspicious. Be suspicious. These corporations do not care about you they like to expouse on progressive ideas but do not put their money where their mouth is they're the problem period don't give them your money and advocate for real lasting change you know don't buy the t-shirt unless you're supporting somebody who's actually LGBT. and buying the t-shirt is not enough by the way that's not actually people up that's why yes but I mean, like, maybe write your local congressman, things like things like less violent means as well. There are other things. There are other things. Also the violence, but there are other things. But like, yeah, don't just buy the fucking t-shirt. Be about it. And if you're not going to be about it, don't talk about it. Don't post about it. And I'm talking to corporations, too, because you're definitely listening to this podcast. Don't be don't talk about it unless you're going to be about it. Don't put your your, the rainbow on everything unless you're going to use some of the money that you make off of those products to advocate for actual change. And if you're not doing that, don't give them your money. Um, I think that also at the end of this episode or in the show notes, we need to find a couple of reliable resources because I think one of the things people don't realize when it comes to um, as cute as the name is the LGBT but LGBTQ people and especially younger people is that a lot of these people are hungry and homeless and have literally nobody. Um, like they don't have money to eat because mm-hmm. they don't have a support system. There are a lot of these people develop mental illnesses like depression. The people also need to keep that in mind. It's not just about being cutesy and being nice to people. Mm-hmm. People's lives get ended. People commit suicide behind the stuff that y'all think is hyper. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. We should have a conversation about that too. Cause I saw something that said trigger warnings might not, might be an, uh, not it might be the opposite of uh whatever beneficial 
I don't know, but um, yeah. So take it serious. It's not just about being nice. Right. It's not just about winning the rainbow. It's not just about being a nice person. It's about actually advocating for change. It matters. Because to this day, people are still having their rights taken away for existing. Calling out your friends, calling out your family members. So today, the cage bird sang about pride and how BIPOC shaped the movement. Make sure you click subscribe wherever you listen to the Cage Bird Chronicles and be sure to like and subscribe on Facebook and Instagram. Also, make sure you don't forget to ch- check out our dope ass website, thecagebirdchronicles.com or whitetearswithaz.com with our dope ass apparel and other merchandise. It's hot outside. We know you need a bucket hat or a visor and a crop top or a muscle tee. And if you don't need anything from the CBC, be sure to check out our affiliates page for our ever-expanding collection of discount codes and links that also help you support BIPOC and LGBTQA businesses. And that is a wrap. Season four.